Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 71 of Metallicast, the Metallica podcast. I'm your host and fellow Metallica fan. My name is Brandon. On this episode, I'm joined by returning guest Brett Myolin, the host of his own YouTube show called Headbangers Closet. Probably was on not too long ago, we were joined by Jason Long, and the three of us discussed our experience of attending the Big Four shows. That was a lot of fun. So I told Brett at the end, hey, you got to come back on Metallicast, talk about your collection, talk about some of your favorite Metallica items, and of course, talk about your show, Headbangers Closet, where he shows off and talks about parts of his collection every single week. It is a great time. Brett is a great dude. We had a lot of fun talking again. We talked about his collection, of course, his show, of course, which you can check out the link in the episode description. And we also talk about how he got into the band and thrash bell in general. In fact, if you give us a follow on Twitter, you can check out the links in the episode description. I am at MetallicasPod on Twitter. Every single week, we choose five songs, usually thrash metal songs, definitely metal songs, and we listen, discuss, review. It is a great way to hear songs that maybe you've not heard in a while or songs that are all-time favorites or a way to discover brand new bands as well. It is a great time to join us on there, but we talk about all of that and more. So here is my conversation with Brett Myolan of Headbangers Closet. My guest today is a huge fan of Metallica and thrash metal. He has a a great collection that likes to show off in his own YouTube show, Headbangers Closet. Please welcome back to Metallicast, the one, the only, Mr. Brett Myolin. Brett, how are you, bud? Good. How you doing, buddy? Thanks for having me. I'm doing well, thanks. Did I butcher the last name? I, I, I had the last name correct. Yeah, it was right. Right dead on, man. Perfect. Perfect. I'm off to a good start. You're a pro. <laughs> Podcast <Yeah>. professional <laughs> at your service. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so professional that I waited till we were recording to double check. <laughs> Dang. That's called confidence in yourself, my friend. That's right. Yeah, that's what it is. Confidence, not ignorance. Confidence. <laughs> So you were on not that long ago with our good friend Jason Long to talk about the big four. We all had the experience of seeing uh, the show. So that was a lot of fun. But because Mm -hmm. you were on with Jason, I'm not sure we really got too much into how you got into Metallica. So I want to start there because that's a question I always love asking first time guests. Do you remember when you first heard the band and how you discovered them? Yeah, actually, um, it's kind of a funny story because I feel that the universe always wanted me to be a Metallica fan, and I was really reluctant to do so. <laughs> uh, I had heard <laughs> I was a huge hairband fan. Like I thought Poison was awesome, and Motley Crue, and you know, 
Dawkins. You know, I love that stuff. Right. On, you know, yeah. stuff on MTV. I heard puppets. Uh, I heard song Fade to Black, Bells. I thought that was cool. And uh, one day, my buddy Rob come over. We were playing Nintendo, and he had the uh, the uh, Garage Days cassette tape. He's like, dude, you gotta hear this new Metallica record. You know, we didn't know it was a, it was a cover yeah. EP. He put it on and it sounded cool, but what I liked about it was it was didn't sound like a real album. It sounded kind of like rough and stuff like that. Right, um, yeah. Fast forward, fast forward sometime later, and I'm in a car with my brother, and he hands me a cassette tape of Justice and says, "Put this in your Walkman." And I was listening to Warrant, so I traded him. So he, I gave him the Warrant tape. He gave me Justice. I put it on, and I didn't know, but it was side two. First song was Short of Straw. It blew me away. From that moment on, I was like, this is the stuff for me. And I've been a diehard ever since. Yeah. So Metallica was like your gateway to all things heavy. Pretty much, yeah. Because I got through them. I got into Megadeth and Slayer and you know, yeah. Sepultura, you know, bands like that. You know, I always liked Maiden you know, a little bit. Um, but, yeah, it, it was the first band was, you know, Heavy, heavy metal was Metallica. Yeah. I think that's like the gateway for so many people, myself included, because I know Metallica mm-hmm. was like the I I listened to rock like Aerosmith mm-hmm. and some other stuff, like more classic rock type stuff. And then when I heard Metallica, they were the heaviest band I had heard up to that point. And I remember even like mm-hmm. hearing Pantera not long after and being like, I'm not ready for that. Like I knew when I, <laughs> when I heard them, I was like, I'm not ready for that. And like, I retreated back to Metallica, but then I inched my way into Megadeth and then, you know, Anthrax and like kind of did the big four. And then by the time I'm in high school, it's cannibal corpse and black metal and death metal and all this crazy shit. And, and then I've not looked back. <laughs> so mm-hmm. if anybody like my parents thought it was a face, it is not a face. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I'm in, I'm in the boat with you there. And I think a lot of my family members just were hoping it was going to be a phase. <laughs> All right. Anytime now, this is an awful long phase you're going through. <laughs> 30 years. <laughs> yeah. It was funny too, to see like, I just had like a flashback to when I was a kid, like middle school, high school and wearing like Metallica t-shirts and like the, uh, like some people would think that you're weird when there's such like a popular mainstream band. It's such a weird thing because you like everybody, I feel like knows who they are, but you could still be like that weird metalhead kid because you're wearing a Metallica t-shirt with like skulls on it. It's like, this is they're like, like listened to by millions of people. Like, what is, why am I the weirdo here? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it could have also been because I, you know, played in like a black metal band, but that's besides the point. <laughs> <laughs> so you got heavy into metal, obviously, from that point forward. Mm-hmm. And at some point, you start this collection that you showcase now on Headbangers Closet. So, like, when did you start collecting? When did you get the bug for that? And what type of things can people find in your collection? Uh, it, just in general, not even Metallica specific yet, but just in general. I mean, I, I've always collected stuff. 
when I was a little kid, if it wasn't, you know, baseball cards, you know, like in GI Joe guys and stuff like that, I've always been into collecting things. Um, it started, I guess, way before I got into Metallica, I had all the, <laughs> the hair band magazines like hit parader and middle edge. And oh, you know, yeah. I had to keep them and put them in, you know, some kids had the comic books in those plastic sleeves. I had like the, you know, the, the circus magazine in the plastic. I take it out. Like I'd like look through it. And uh, so I was into that and I'd collect, you know, didn't really get to go to concerts cause I was just too young. You know, I, I want to say when the first metal band I got into was Motley Crue shout out the devil. I think I was just turned eight years old. So I wasn't going to shows, but I'd go to the mall. I'd get like a T-shirt. I was collecting that stuff. Right. Um, and it wasn't until, it, it, like everything kind of revolves around Metallica, really, because it wasn't until that 88, 89 time frame. Not only did I get into Metallica, I really got into Anthrax. My friends at school, I was in the seventh grade. So we would, you know, write the logos on our books. You know, you had the, what do you like the, the grocery store? Yeah. Uh, what do you call it? Like bags, you know, covering your books. You do that. We trade tapes. So I was always collecting that way. Someone didn't, you know, they got an extra, you know, anthrax. I'm the man single for the, for Christmas. Oh, I'll trade this. So I was collecting that stuff. Cassette tapes. I had the Metallica uh, crash course skateboard when I was a little oh, kid. Nice. Yeah. Um, so it all kind of started around that, that time it was, cassette tapes and then it was the pins that went on your jacket the posters all the magazines i didn't know anything about like show flyers i that mm -hmm. kind of just escaped to me that that could be a thing but, but i did have newspapers when these bands i would like would come around it would be advertised in the paper and i would save those much of that stuff is gone now uh, but in high school i really started collecting more cds and bootleg shows on cd that went all the way up until you know the 2000s and then you know vinyl kind of came back and i was like oh yeah. one more thing to start collecting and i <laughs> just been doing it you know that's awesome well i i i loved that you mentioned hip parader and metal edge because that those magazines were my introduction to interior design because they plastered my wall <laughs> as a kid yep. is the only and to date i think it's the only decoration i've ever done of any room of any place i've lived in but yep. like you would i would in hip parader too like in its final days there uh the the writing was like atrocious but if you ever like actually read an article but i'd buy every issue because i'd be like you were guaranteed like a cool Metallica picture, a cool Aussie picture, a cool Megadeth mm -hmm. picture, and that shit would just layer my wall. And until I ran out of uh, white on my wall, and then I would start, you know, go taping over other pictures. It was basically my whole wall is like a mm -hmm. freaking collage of metal and rock. And uh, but Metal Edge too, I remember buying, and they had the big foldout poster. And mm -hmm. they had a lot of cool interviews in that magazine. I remember, you know, when Reload came out and, uh, you know, reading a in-depth Reload interview with James Heffield and stuff. And now it's like all that is gone now. You know, it, it, some of it, mm -hmm. some of it is digital now, but so much of that is gone. Yeah. And as we've discussed on Twitter with the digital stuff, like I can't read it 
the clickbait stuff. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, I missed the physical, the physical copies of those magazines, you know, and like you said, with the, with the interior design, they plastered my walls as well. A lot of those magazines were my first real visuals of some of these bands I was into. Totally. Like you'd yeah. see certain hair bands on, on MTV, but I never was able to stay up late enough to see Headbangers Ball. So seeing those magazines were like the first I saw of Iron Maiden, you know, first I saw like of Motorhead. Because right, those, yeah. those guys weren't like on, you know, dial MTV back in the day. So I was like, you had the records, you could see what they looked like on the back, but it wasn't the same as seeing like picture of like, you know, Ozzy with like hung over and high with like six half naked chicks <laughs> hanging around him, you know, stuff like that. Like, oh, wow, that you. I was going to say, you see some of these bands and you're like, I should have tried to buy a Playboy or something. These guys are ugly. Like, <laughs> now I'm gonna put <laughs> Lemmy's ugly mug on my wall. Like, what's wrong with me? <laughs> but then you're like, oh, because it's Lemmy's badass. <laughs> Those were the days, though. You know, yeah. I mean, there's there's so much clickbait stuff out there now. That don't do not get me wrong. There's a lot of websites out there that do. Uh, quality writing have actual interviews and reviews and i think do quality work but like if you go to blabbermouth.net which and by the way blabbermouth can cover anything i say on this podcast anytime i'll love the free publicity with that said (laughs) anything that they write is like just straight from a press release i know because i get Mm -hmm. emails with the press releases of a lot of these record companies and I'll see it word for word from my email right on their page. And the, they'll word the headline for some clickbaity thing. And it's like and the, mm-hmm. the, the most recent example, which started our conversation on Twitter, was uh, with the James Hetfield skeptical of the COVID vaccine. And they the way it's worded and the it created all this like anger from people because people love being angry on the internet because you read it and you mm-hmm. automatically assume like, Oh, he's anti-mask. He's anti-vaccine. He's a, he's a non-believer. He's this, he's that. He basically, they word it in a way where it's like, this guy's Ted Nugent. And while there might be similarities between the mighty head and Ted Nugent and, and some, and some of their beliefs, um, when you actually read, the article and read the quote in context. I was like, he's just talking about how he never really got vaccinated before because he grew up a Christian scientist. So he's always been a little skeptical of vaccines and he's only received one vaccine before in his life. And he's open to getting this vaccine if he needs to. Yeah. And then of course people, (laughs) 99% 99% of the population doesn't read the article. They look at the headline and they're like, oh my God, he's a horrible human. Right, and then they yeah. start bashing him, bashing the band, bashing the songs. Like, certain social media platforms, it's cool to like hate Metallica for some reason. And it's like, yeah, you know that obscure death metal band that you and like only six other guys like? Yeah, they were influenced <laughs> by Metallica. So you should yeah. thank them. Yeah. Well, I think, you know, it, start, it all goes back to... Um, I think it started a little bit with the black album and then it grew a little bit more with load reload and then it really got cemented with Napster and then everybody hated Lars Mm -hmm. Ulrich and now 
that hatred has been like passed down to you know the 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 frat boys who could not get there you know i disappear for free anymore napster were like oh, i hate you metallica i hate you lars Ulrich. this band sucks and then i think that that has just been kind of passed i mean in the long run none of it makes a difference they're a huge band they're selling out stadiums they're Next album will be number one on the Billboard charts. It's a it's a vocal minority, which I think is the bulk of you know the hate all on the internet in general is like a vocal minority, um, in a lot of cases. But nonetheless, they're still there and they still pop up on your Twitter feed, and you're just like, I I have to like stop myself from even like engaging with any of them because I I think of because I want to just like mess with them and have fun with them, but then I know they're not going to get the humor and then i'm gonna end up getting actually annoyed yeah. then i'm gonna get actually pissed off and then i'm like why am i doing this over something stupid that means nothing so i try to ignore the comments and just move on with my life but it's hard sometimes because they wiggle they like wave that worm in front of you and and i just want to attack sometimes it used to really bum me out you know a couple of years no maybe like five or so years ago it used to really bum me out when I'd hear people like just say something really stupid about Metallica and I'm like, how do you hate this band? Do your ears not work? Because they sound way better than any other band. And there's this contingent of people that think Megadeth is better. I'm like, you know, I love Megadeth, love them. But I mean, my ears work. You can hear which sounds better. It's not rocket science. It's easy. But I mean, I, it's, it's getting, I'm getting to the point like you were like I, I just don't respond but it used to really really bum me out like i see somebody comment i'm like how can they hate on this awesome band they would like ruin my afternoon you know <laughs> this band i've spent like 30 plus years of my life loving well i just you know? remember you know i it always brings me back to high school because when i was in high school napster was going on like when i was a senior in high school napster was the thing and I would come in with my Metallica t-shirts and then all of a sudden I would, somebody would want to debate Napster with me or they would make a comment like, Oh, it's still bad. bad. And then I would say something to defend them like, Oh, and then it would just become like uh, one of those like high school music debates at the lunch table, you know? And it, it's, it was all dumb <laughs> stuff, but it, I just always flash back to that. Except now, you know, I'm 36 and that person's probably like 56 or 12 and either way i don't want to argue with them <laughs> anyways that is the internet in the nut in a nutshell yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah but we have found recently a, a great way to use the internet and social media in particular and you, you know you were mentioning when you were getting into metal like you would talk to your buddies about you know, oh, borrow this CD, borrow that cassette, whatever it may be. And at some point in your life, because you get older, you get a job, maybe you get married, maybe you have kids, which is the situation for both of us. I At least I'll speak for myself. And I, and I think maybe you will agree that that stops because you just move apart from like that part of your life because you have all these new responsibilities mm -hmm. and you know listening to like s tape trading it, uh for a moment becomes less of a thing because you got to pay mm -hmm. the bills you just had a baby this that and now 
the the great thing about everything being digital, whether you use YouTube or Apple Music or Spotify, is that I feel like there is uh, a, an easy way now to share music again, even if you are apart from each other. So like we live in completely different states, but every week now on Twitter, we have been sharing five metal, usually thrash songs, and we've been <clears throat> listening to them chatting about them on Twitter. And now we have a, a few others that are joining us. And I mentioned this. So other people, if they're interested, can join it, can join in because it's a great way to share music. Maybe you, it, you, I, I've, I've re-listened to classics. I have uh, discovered new bands, even some of the songs I've shared. Like I'm not, uh, some of the music I've shared with you, I'm like, I'm a huge fan of this band. And then other times I'm like, I, I heard this song and it was cool. I don't really know much about the band, but so it's just like yeah. even finding songs of my own that I'm sharing. I'm sometimes discovering new stuff and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. I'm having a blast doing it. It's uh, I'm really thankful and you know, glad that we started doing it. It's a lot of fun. And just like you said, this is for me, that new form of tape trading and, you know, tape borrowing and CD borrowing. Yeah. We're not actually exchanging physical media, but you guys are showing me some new bands I haven't really heard before and maybe vice versa. Or like you said, exploring old classics that maybe we hadn't heard in a while or listened to in a while, some new stuff. And it's just really good time. You know, don't need an excuse to, to listen to metal and drink beer on the weekends, but this is, this is giving <laughs> us one. You know? Yeah. I, I never needed the excuse before, but now I have one. So it's, it's perfect. If you're interested in joining in, we have a few people now that are on board at MetallicastPod on Twitter. And what is your Twitter handle? It's a Metal Dog Wing. I'm thinking about changing it to my YouTube channel's name, but I'm kind of on the fence because I'm still real nervous about putting myself out there, dude. Yeah. Like you and I have talked about like how you know you're really good at what you do and you're very professional, got your stuff together. I'm still real nervous. Every time I shoot an episode, I'm really nervous still. So sometimes it takes me like, four or five tries to actually like start it, you know? Yeah. So I'm not sure I'm going to change my Twitter handle just yet, but it's metal dog wing. And if I do, it'll be headbangers closet. If I get the courage. <laughs> well, you have a lot of cool stuff to show off and you have uh, uh, a lot of good knowledge to back up some of the findings that you have uh, to, to back up some of the things that you show off in your collection. So let's, Let's circle back to the collection and talk more about Headbangers Closet. And let's talk about some of the coolest stuff that you have that is, and when I say coolest, I mean some of the stuff that's your personal favorite, whether it's because it's, uh, you know, special to you or it's just a unique item. Uh, there's a couple that come to mind right off the bat. Number one, it's not the most expensive item, um, although I feel, I feel it's pretty rare, but just my favorite item in my collection, um, there's two of them. One of them is the Day on the Green poster. Uh, my wife bought it for Christmas, oh, nice. maybe like six or so years ago, seven years ago. It's that, uh, it's with, I think, 991 Day on the Green for the Black Album. And it's the snake coming out the water of the, you know, by the Golden Gate Bridge, I think it is. Awesome. So I've got that poster. Uh, it's really, really cool. Uh, my wife found it somewhere. I think it's like some like Wolfgang's vault or something you can buy it, but it's not like 
I don't think they just keep reprinting them. I think it was like a finite number. Yeah. Um. So she bought me that. So I really. And then she also bought me the T-shirt. She oh, found nice. at some like boutique, some boutique in like Austin, Texas, was selling T-shirts with like metal band logos, and that was one of them. Mm-hmm. You can buy a metallic shirt for twenty bucks. She bought awesome. me. Yeah, that's awesome because those day on the green shows are legend. You know, the both the eighty five. Oh yeah, and yeah. So that's that's one item. Second item is probably my Creeping Death uh, white vinyl. That's kind of, I always say this the holy grail in my collection just because I love it so much. Yeah. I literally take this thing out and look at it like twice a week. Just look <laughs> at it and be like, it's mine. And uh, I've, been, I've been wanting that for so long and talking with Met fan Mike and some other collectors about it. And yeah, I, I would never pull the trigger. Never pull the trigger. And one Saturday morning, I woke up with a hangover. And I was eating breakfast. I was looking through my emails and it said, you know, congratulations on your purchase. And I was like, oh, what did I buy last night? <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, $300 something this morning. And, uh, but I'm glad I did because if, yeah. if I hadn't been drinking and listening to metal, I would never have bought it. So yeah. um, that's, that's one. And then my most favorite item is my Injustice for All signed T-shirt. The original Justice for All T-shirt, the white one with the guys' faces. Oh, nice! That's that's signed by all four members of the band. It took me like 22, 23 years to get all four guys to sign it. Awesome! So, how did the signatures come yeah. about? Well, I got the shirt. Like I said, became a huge Metallica fan with Justice. I ended up getting the shirt somewhere, right. you know, like the mall or something. I don't remember where, but I got the shirt. Uh, like I said, it's the white one with their four faces and the four album covers on the back. And during the poor touring me, the load tour, I was in college. And I went to a whole ton of shows. I took a week and a half off of school and traveled uh, down the East Coast and watched them play. And when you went into the to the venue, if you were a Metallica fan club member, you would hand out flyers. You, uh, One of the guys that ran the website met on tour was a guy named Nicholas mm-hmm. and I kind of knew him a little bit. So he, every time there was a show, he'd be like, Oh, you want to hand out flyers? So I'd go into the venue and hand out flyers to people coming in. And then you would get an after the show pass. And it was always Jason. I think I did like five, five or six after shows. It was always Jason. So he signed my shirt amongst some other, a bunch of other things. Well, then when they came out with reload, they toured in the summer of 98 and I was, still in college, but it was summertime. So I did the same thing. I just traveled around, you know, the area um, Mm -hmm. where I used to live up in the Northeast. And so I'm a bunch of times and I knew I was going to get a meet and greet for a before the show because my Massachusetts chapter head had a, had a meet and greet passes and she had the plus one. So I brought the t-shirt and she brought me in and it was James and Jason. So I got James to sign. So, uh, Summer Sanitarium, I did the same thing. I had a, a pre-show pass and uh, just James and Jason again. I had the shirt just in case, but just those two guys. So fast forward, the uh, World Magnet, uh, not World Magnet Tour, uh, it was the Hardwired, the Hardwired come out. Mm-hmm. I had I won a meet and greet, won a meet and greet through the club for the Birmingham, Alabama show in 2009. So like 96, 1996 to 2009 is or 2019, rather, is how many years? 
20 something years. Something um, like that. I'm not good. So, <laughs> yeah. Me and us, so, so we'll figure it out. That's listening. But yeah. So the first one was like 96 era with uh, years with Jason 98 with James. And then in uh, January of 2019 played at Birmingham, Alabama. I got the meet and greet. It was Kirk and Lars. And uh, awesome. when, when Kirk signed it, I was like, I was like, Hey Kirk, you know, if you saw my shirt, I'm trying to get all four of you guys to sign it. I got James and Jason and he goes, wow, two signatures that are really hard to come by these days. <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah. And then he said, you know, and then Lars was last and he signed it. And uh, That's awesome, yeah. Pretty cool, I got it. Got it. Yeah. Well, I was, thinking, I was thinking how lucky you were because you were able to get in when James was still doing the meet and greets and stuff. Yeah, I told him he had a cool t-shirt, um, which we're in a semicircle. He's coming around and like, you know, I'm like really nervous. This is James Hetfield. This is the band I've loved since I was yeah. little. And I just kept saying, don't say anything stupid. Don't say anything stupid. And I was like, hey, you know, I'm a big fan. You know, he here as well, I'm a big fan, like every five seconds. But I was like, don't say anything stupid. Just don't say something stupid. And he had one of those, he had a wife beater on. I saw the, the picture of he and I. It was a wife beater. It said West Coast Choppers. Yeah. You know, the, that, that cross logo. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? And he shook my hand and went, this is a really cool shirt. That's what I said to <laughs> <laughs> and like he looked at me he's like like thanks well i mean he could have he shook my hand he's like hey, well, hey what's up man and i just went it's a cool shirt <laughs> yeah, but, like, <laughs> you know it, it was kind of like an icebreaker soda because like you know well, well listen i i met uh lars Ulrich and robert trujillo twice the first time i met them was the first time i'd ever met anybody in metallica and I'm not even sure I got actual words out of my mouth. I was just like a stuttering, babbling <laughs> moron. Like, and then you walk away and I'm like all like rattled. And then you think about like the next day, you're like, I'm a fucking idiot. Like they're just human beings. But you know, you, I, in my head, mm-hmm. again, they're my favorite band and they're the only people I've ever mm-hmm. met of any, not that I've met tons of, you know, well-known people, but I've been fortunate enough to meet some and they're the only people that when I've met, I've been like intimidated by. But fortunately, I got to meet them like a second time. And I was in and, and that time I was like, all right, I'm going to act like a normal functioning human being. And I was able to and I was able to do that. So that was nice to like kind of have yes. like that redemption. Um, and then I met Kirk Hammett once. And that was, you know, I was able again to be a functioning human being. Uh, for the brief moment I had with them. <laughs> but, you know, James, I, I've never been able to meet, and I, I'm not sure that opportunity will ever present itself now because he just does less and less stuff, which I get, you know, he has the mm-hmm. right to do his thing and do whatever is best for him. But for me, it sucks. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, of course, he has an open invitation to this podcast. I'm sure that he's listening. And, uh, <laughs> you know, the – the, the PR team will be calling me up right away, I'm sure. Any minute now. <laughs> Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's really cool. So it, it's awesome that you're able to kind of build this collection of, of stuff that you are really passionate about. And I think it's awesome that you want to share it. So tell us a little bit about the show, Headbangers Closet. Well, it, it started because you know, I've got a ton of stuff. Um and I'm not really one, like I said earlier, to kind of put myself out there. But I started 
that uh, uh, started getting on the Metallica Collectors page on Facebook a lot. And I was seeing this stuff, and I was like, man, that's awesome. You know, where the heck did they get that? And all this stuff that I didn't have that I was like, I would have yeah. loved, you know, would have loved to have collected, like, back in the day, and I just never did. So that's kind of where the channel kind of started from. It wasn't just to show my stuff. It was to show other collectors, hey, this is what's out there that you can get. Like, I never knew there yeah. was all these different color versions that you can get until Facebook, you know, because the record stores that where I lived in here didn't have all this other stuff. They just had, the, you know, the normal releases. Um, but I've got all the stuff. I got a really good buddy of mine that is a professional, like, hiker. He does, like, the Appalachian Trail and all these other right. crazy mountains. And he writes all these books. And he's like, dude, you know, you know so much about this. And he and I started a college football uh, show together. He's like, dude, you got to do one about your heavy metal stuff. Everyone would love that. And you, you're so knowledgeable about it. So basically around, like, I guess around this time last year, it was during, like, the middle of the pandemic. So maybe it was, like, April, March or April. I think it was April or May of last year. I started doing it and uh, just started showing a little bit of a little bit at a time. It was like one or two things. It's kind of morphed there. I'm in a different spot now. Mm-hmm. Start, you know, showing more of my stuff. Um, I'm doing two episodes a week now where I like, do like a main Definitely, one that comes yeah. out on Wednesday nights. And then like a small little, uh, I call it story time. I, I like pick a record or a CD and I tell a story about maybe like a time I saw that band or like a, just like a crazy story about, revolving that band or that record and it's like a quick episode those are on saturday nights so nice that's basically what i've been doing it's i, I enjoy it it's fun you know, it was yeah. just a good time i got a handful of people that subscribe and like to you know send me messages and you know, a comment or whatever and whatnot so it's cool i made some friends so it's, yeah i, I mean, enjoy it it's fun I'm, I'm glad i'm doing it i mean that's what it's all about uh, like for me that that's why i started this podcast was to you know to talk to other fans and uh and mm-hmm. you know when i look back on like the few years of doing one i cannot believe it's been a few years already because you know when i recorded my first episode i was like this might be the only episode i ever do but i had fun with it mm-hmm. and then you know the, i did a, another one and then a third one and then it just started building i was like oh i think people are actually listening to this and then uh, and then you know through listeners reaching out and then just interacting with people on Facebook and Instagram and especially Twitter. Uh, you know, we like we met and Jason, who I mentioned before, and just uh, so many cool people that, you know, even though we've not met in person, I would consider friends who, you know, let's go to a show together, you know, and grab a beer and get something to eat and, you know, and just like shoot the shit. And, and, and none of that would have happened without the podcast, which was just something I did initially for fun as a hobby to talk to people about my favorite band. So to hear you doing the same thing, just basically a video version of it and about your collection, I think is super cool because I can totally relate to that. Thanks man. Yeah. I got, there's a, there's a guy I met you know on the YouTube subscribe was commenting he has his channel. He's out of Chicago. And just like you said about meeting people, you've never met him in person, but you know, hope to see a show one day, grab a beer. Yeah. And he's like, Hey man. And he's a huge, he's a huge Metallica fan. He's like, Hey man, 
anytime Metallica comes up, we got to go see them together and drink some beers before the show, after the show. So, like, you know, you're making new friends because of that connection through not just the band, but, like, heavy metal in general. And that's, to me, there's no stronger friendships than the ones that are forged through, like, metal, you know? Yeah. Well, Stuff I mean, like that, you know, because teams come and go, but, like, metal usually stays with you forever, you know? Yeah, I mean, it sounds corny, but the reality is what you just said because, you know, like my wife will always laugh or and like roll her eyes or when I'm anytime I wear a Metallica t-shirt out in public, guaranteed at least one person will say something like Metallica or mm-hmm. oh I, yep. I, I, I saw yeah. them on this tour <laughs> and then whatever like even like i it, we we moved to um connecticut where we live now uh, a few years ago not long before this uh podcast started and i remember like in the first month there is a deli like down the street and we're like let's go get breakfast sandwiches go in we order our breakfast sandwiches and wear my metallica t-shirt the cook comes out with our sandwich and he's like Metallica he's like oh I saw him on this tour but and, and it's like and now every time I go in there he's like Metallica yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it's like, yeah. yeah. I, I tell you I, I tell you what I wish my wife could hear you say that story because <laughs> it's, 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 it's dude it's the same with me like I mean I live in Georgia yeah I'm a huge Georgia Bulldogs fan we'll go to the mall got a Georgia shirt on nobody says anything but I, I walk by with like an Iron Maiden Killers shirt and someone guarantees me like dude awesome shirt you know <laughs> yeah. something like that it, it never fails because heavy metal brings people together yeah and you some random stranger like the guy at the at the deli that dude's now your pal you know <laughs> right and now it's like uh well even like recently so like last mm. week we had like a outside dinner with a couple neighbors and you know, we only know them as like on a neighbor level and we've never really had like mm-hmm. dinner with them and stuff. So, you know, we're having dinner, making small talk, getting to know each other, doing what adults do, talking about work, talking about kids, yada, 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 yada. And then uh, my wife goes, uh, well, you know how Brandon spends his free time. He records a podcast and they go, oh, what's your podcast about? I go. Metallica, the two guys at the table go, you like Metallica? The rest of the night, <laughs> we're just talking about music. For like the next like two hours, we're just talking about music, metal, and Metallica. And my wife is probably like, nice. oh, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> <laughs> we're never having a dinner party ever again. <laughs> but That's awesome. It, it's just perfectly backs up what you're saying which is you know like when you see somebody wearing a metal t-shirt you're like whether that guy is an asshole or not i feel like i know him i feel like we could at least have a Mm -hmm. beer together and uh it 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 does create this like brotherhood and i think with metallica especially our our, the fan base is so rabid and so loyal Mm -hmm. that you know when they say metallica family again sounds corny but there is a, a, a truth to it. And, and, and you know, to do things like uh, to create any kind of content that even a small percentage uh, of, 
you know, Metallica fans will dig like this podcast, um, headbangers closet. Like, I think it's just a, a, a small, cool way to interact, meet with fans and, uh, in our own way, contribute to, um, uh, the fan base and to ultimately just pay homage to our favorites. Oh yeah, definitely. And that's, I think, you know, what do they call it? No. Sisters form of flattery or whatever. Yeah. That kind of <laughs> pertains to this. Maybe. I don't know. I like to think it does. You know, I like to think maybe yeah. if James is sitting there or Lars at late at night is looking through YouTube and finds a show, he's like, Oh, that's pretty cool. That guy's got something I haven't seen in. Well, you know, oh, maybe I got a copy of that record in my, you know, in the vault or something, you know, yeah, right, right. Lars has everything, but you know, just right. something like that. Yeah, it's cool. Well, and I like, what I like about Headbangers Closet too, is that you have such a varied metal collection. So like, I know like on your Instagram, not that long ago, you were talking about death and it, it you know, it's, you have a good mm-hmm. variety and you, you know, you're still, I, I see through your posts, you still like hair metal you still are heavy into thrash metal you're into some of the heavier stuff so it's a good varied mix of metal and hard rock so i highly recommend it though definitely links in the episode description tell everybody where they can find you brett well you can go to the youtube it's a uh, headbangers closet instagram same thing headbangers closet uh, and then twitter it's metal dog wing and soon probably to be headbangers closet. Um, you guys are pushing me in that direction. You know, Yeah. I, I kind of didn't want to do a whole new, you know, what do you call it? Twitter account. So I'm just probably just going to change your name to headbangers closet. So that's where anybody can find me. I'm always take suggestions and recommendations and trying to be nice with the, the hate comments I get sometimes. <laughs> Well, and like I said, I recommend you join us. And of course, I'm at Metallica's Pod on Twitter. And if you're in, if you if you want to jump on board, share some thrash, share some metal in general, uh, five tracks a week. Um, you know, I I listen to all of your tracks. Now that we have more people involved, I cannot guarantee I'll listen to all the tracks, but I'm going to listen to as many tracks as possible. Hopefully, while drinking some cold beer and. Uh, Mm-hmm. And we'll be on Twitter shooting the shit either way, giving our notes, reviews that nobody asked for. It's a good time. <laughs> hey, I don't know if you noticed this, but after last week's, one of the bands was liking our posts. I, saw I think that, Ralph yeah. suggested uh, this particular band, and and that, that band was liking like. So I'm, like, oh, I'm so happy I didn't talk shit about the, about the band, you know? but uh, it was it was cool. Like I noticed that that band liked all the posts. So, yeah, I saw that. I'm looking forward to it. The weekend starts tomorrow. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we we got a we got a fresh lineup. I released my songs today at the time we're recording this. The weekend will already be done when this episode comes out, but there'll be another round. We usually start posting the songs on like Thursday or Friday just in time for the weekend. And uh, mm-hmm. on the day this episode comes out, too, real quick before you go, on the day this episode comes out, uh, Metallica is doing it. one more hashtag Metallica Monday with the live stream to help benefit the All Within My Hands Foundation during their month of giving. Will you be tuning in? I hope to. It depends on the wife's schedule and if I'm on dad yeah. duty because the little yeah. one, you know, she's not really little anymore, but she, she kind of makes it difficult to have any kind of dad time you know 
I hear every you. single one they've done. Every single one they've done, I've watched in its entirety at least once, some multiple times, but I didn't always watch them on that Monday. Right. It just yeah. depends if I had to, if my wife had work late or not. So, yeah, yeah I'll be watching. How about yourself? I'm planning on watching. The only question I have is do I bring back the half hour live pre show? That's the question. When they were doing the Metallica Mondays, I did the live quarantine episodes like about a half hour before the start of the stream. We did some, we shot the shit. We did some Metallica trivia. Do I bring it back for one week or do I just take the night off yes. and enjoy the show? Oh, and I see now you have been feeling guilty for saying <laughs> right, bring it back. <laughs> Listen, I, I know. I was kind of thinking that he was wanting to. Uh, no, I, I, um, well, I do want to, it honestly just depends again on work and family schedule here. Uh, but if I can mm -hmm. make it happen, I will make an announcement on social media at Metallicast pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So if you're interested, if you're listening to this the day of tune into tune into that space, if you're not listening the day of, well, what is wrong with you? You should be listening to this the second it comes out, but <laughs> If you're listening to it a couple days later um, or a year later, um, if if I did it, it'll be out in podcast form so you can go check it out. I, see, I'm already advertising an episode I might do for the future. There you go. Marketing, awesome. baby. Talk about, <laughs> talk about professionalism. There you go, right there. <laughs> and now uh, watch me do something unprofessional like, oh, I'm not recording this. <laughs> I am recording this just for the record. <laughs> I saw your face. You were like, what the fuck? <laughs> All right, Brett. Thank you so much for your time. Check out Headbangers Closet. Check out the links in the episode description. We'll continue this conversation on Twitter. Thank you for having me. Anytime, man. Sounds good, buddy. Appreciate it. All right, we'll see you, buddy. Later. Thank you to Brett Myolin for coming back on Metallicast. Check out Headbangers Closet. The link to it is in the episode description. Give us a follow on social media. His link to his Twitter is in the episode description as well. And like we said, every week we choose five metal, usually thrash metal songs. We listen, discuss, review, give our unbiased opinion, and we drink some beer, shoot the shit. It is a good old time, so join in on the fun if you are interested. I am at MetallicastPod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, so give me a follow everywhere. I also want to thank Bison, who provided all the music you heard in this episode. He was also my guest last week when we debuted the brand new Metallicast intro that he arranged and recorded and performed. It is amazing. Uh... People so far in the Metallicast Monday Show have been loving it. I love it. 
I hope you do too. But check out the links in the episode description for his work as well and support him. And there, he, he just does great work. If you are new to the podcast, please download, subscribe, leave a positive five-star review. All that goes a long way and help this podcast continue to grow on my quest for world domination. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, metal up your ass. Yeah! Fans not experts.